Welcome to Passionate and Prosperous, the only podcast about creating success in your life and business by using your voice, gifts, and skills to do the work that lights you up, make money, and have massive impact in the world. This show teaches coaches, creatives, and service-oriented human beings how to trust in yourself and leverage your unique message, experience, and expertise to attract your ideal audience, create clients, and organically build your soul-aligned business. I'm your host, mindset and business strategy coach, Stacey Brass Russell, and I can't wait to help you to set yourself up for success and use your passion to create the prosperous life and business that you truly desire. Hey, everybody, welcome back to Passionate and Prosperous. Today, we are going to be talking about something that you guys have let me know that you don't like to do, which is talking about what you do. <laughs> I have been talking to a lot of you because, you know, we had Create Content Bootcamp recently, and I've also been having some discovery calls with some of you that reached out and want to talk about working with me. And... I am hearing, not that this is the first time, this is not like a surprise, but I'm hearing from so many of you that you just don't feel like you know how to talk about what you do. And so we're going to dive into that today because I do have some thoughts. I know that's shocking that I have thoughts about something, but um, I, we're going to dive in. But before we do, I have two very awesome reminders for you. Number one, when this episode comes out. So, you know, again, I always say I know there are some of you who do listen on the day that that the episodes drop on Wednesdays um, or within a day. So for those of you that are those people, if you have not signed up for a Passionate and Prosperous's one-year birthday party, it's actually this Friday on October 28th at 11 a.m. Eastern. Now, the episode that you are listening to is episode 52. And you know what that means? That means that we have had an episode of Passionate and Prosperous every single week without fail, right? for this whole year. And you know, one of the episodes is, is about showing up. It's called the show must go on. And, um, and in that episode, I talk about like, about showing up, like kind of no matter what, you know? And so I just want to say that I'm celebrating myself for showing up and recording this show every single week for a whole year. Um, regardless of what was going on in my life. Um, I want to be the, you know, I want to walk the walk <laughs> that I talk. So anyway, come celebrate with me because I just want you to know that the reason why I, I've been able to show up and do this is actually because of you. Because if I didn't know that you, that you guys, this community, the people that listen to the show loved it, and, and, you know, if, if you didn't tell me and I didn't have that, you know, that, that connection to you, I don't know that I'd be able to rally. I wouldn't have the mojo to do it. You know, it's not like every single week when I record, I show up feeling like super excited. I mean, once I'm doing it, I'm excited, but you know, sometimes there's a lot going on and I didn't have as much time to prepare as I would like or whatever, but you guys keep me going because I know that I, I, I feel like I owe it to you at this point. So anyway, thank you. So let's celebrate. That's this coming Friday. If you're not already on my email list, that would be an important thing to do so that you'll get the, you know, the Zoom link and everything. Um, and so if you go to www.stacybrassrussell.com, you can get on my email list and also you can find under the events section, an actual little page to sign up. Because if it's not already full, I don't know how many people uh, by this time that you're listening will have asked for a love seat, but there may be room for you to have a little love seat coaching. And then of course, the other thing that I do want to remind you about is Passionate and Prosperous Live. Again, another thing that has to do with you. Because I decided to create this two-day live transformational business building event for you. 
I actually started to feel like, okay, I'm putting out this show. I'm doing all this stuff. And sometimes it's anonymous, right? Meaning I don't know who's listening unless you tell me. But especially with podcasting, I'm just talking, you know, and then you're just listening, but we're not together. And so, yeah, I create a lot of events um, for us to be together on Zoom. But I personally have had my most growth. Like if I could tell you every time I've had a significant up level, every time I've had a massive download, every time I've had a vision for what I'm supposed to be doing next, it's come at or from or during an event like the one that I'm creating for you. I go to these events multiple times a year with my coach. Um, You know, I've had other coaches that I've gone to these kinds of events with. And what I can tell you is that there is no doubt that giving yourself dedicated time with a coach mentor that inspires you, that you trust, that you value, that, that you would like to model, that you believe has some shit that they could teach you, um, taking any opportunity that you can get to be in the room with someone is invaluable. Um, I'm not trying to say that like I'm like the end all be all, but what I can tell you is being in a room with a teacher or a mentor or a coach that speaks to you, that resonates with you, that you like, whatever, um, that is going to get you farther, faster than anything else. So events like this are designed for you to come into a container, into a community, um, and to give it to yourself as a freaking gift because working on your business and your shit and your content and your and 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 what you do for an hour here an hour there it never ever gets you the same results and outcomes as when you sit for you know 8 hours and we'll have a lunch break <laughs> but you know nothing gets you that, that, that result that you get when you just go into a dedicated immersion and really work on your stuff. So that's what we're going to be doing. And, you know, I'm going to be putting this together in a way that sort of reflects or models what we do in the Passion and Prosperous Academy and, you know, what I teach. Like if I were to tell you that, all the work that I do with my clients, with my students, with everyone who works with me in in all of the, the the programs that I have, it's that there are six pillars to the work that we do. And those pillars are mindset, mission, message, manifest, market, and mastery. We need all of that. Everything that I just said is what you need in order to have a passion and prosperous business. And so at the event, we'll be touching on all of those pillars so that you can really see how that shapes up into being like a real methodology, a real strategy, and really usable by you. That's the most important thing. I really feel that my strength as a coach and teacher is that everything that I offer you is usable by you, meaning I'm not trying to have you copy me. I'm not trying to have you do some sort of pre-formulated, you know, um, situation that is cookie cutter. Everything that I offer is, is for you to be able to take and make yours and figure out what does it look like for you within each of those pillars. So. Anyway, that it's going to be a deep, amazing event with a lot of high vibe. I'll tell you that much. And there, there will definitely be like some, some dancing and some raising of our vibration. Um, so if you don't have your ticket yet, please, please, please go buy a ticket. Yes, of course, I really would love for you to come live. There is a virtual, um, option for this. There are already a bunch of people attending virtually as well as a bunch of people attending live. Um, I'm encouraging you to come live because 
I really do feel that it's time for you. If you haven't done something like this since the pandemic, now is the time. And, uh, and, and that's what I have to say about all of that. So, and what I've been telling everyone is if you've got any questions or you're like a little nervous to come to New York, you know, like I know that's possible, reach out to me because we have such an amazing community of people who are here, who live here, who are coming to the event, and I can connect you with people and you don't have to be scared. No one's going to make you walk anywhere by yourself or anything like that. Not that it's dangerous, but anyway. Okay, let's dive in, shall we? So talking about what you do. Oh my goodness. I hear this all the time. And I get it. I totally get it because, you know, I've experienced it. I've experienced it not only when, like, since I've been a coach, but I used to experience it when I owned a yoga studio and and when I was just a yoga teacher, even before I owned a yoga studio. Um, I experienced very frequently having conversations with people where I found myself trying to do weird things like convince them <laughs> that yoga was, you know, was, was, was a great thing or, um, convince them that yoga wasn't a religion. That was a big thing. I don't, I don't know. I'm not in the yoga industry anymore. So I actually don't know if that's as big of a thing, but there was a time that, you know, people thought yoga was a religion and, um, and there was like a, some weird, you know, um, some some weird stuff around it for some people. And that would be meaning that was the reason why they didn't want to go to a yoga class. It made them uncomfortable or something. So, um, so I totally understand how challenging it can be to talk about what you do when what you do is, you know, esoteric, uh, when it's something that really happens between two people, right? So, I speak a lot about the work that we do when it's like work that involves us working one-on-one. And even when we're working one-to-many, even when we're a teacher, um, or, you know, because as soon as you, as soon as you've heard me talk about this, as soon as you go from a one-to-one to a one-to-many model, you kind of become a teacher if you weren't one already, right? Um, when you're, the, if you're a coach, any of you that are coaches, coaching only happens one to one because coaching is a conversation between two people. And as soon as you go out of that model, right, out of the one to one model, now no matter what, you're in a teaching mode. If you um, do a group experience and within that you have people, have the opportunity to have a love seat, which is what you heard me say in the beginning of this episode, um, that might be that then you coach somebody in a group environment where other people are now watching or listening um, and then you coach someone, right? But otherwise, when you're just, you know, delivering content, which you know that I'm a huge, huge (laughs) not only fan, but advocate of creating content because that's that's what I teach as far as what is organic business strategy, right? Organic business strategy is that you create value so that other people can experience that value. They can experience what you're doing. They can experience you um, and they could get some outcomes from your content. And that is a way of building no love and trust. It's a way of serving your audience of people and helping them to move along your yellow brick road so that they will want to actually pay for your offers, right? So, um, you know, I'm a big advocate of of, of creating content, um, and of, and of creating ways for people to, you know, to, to know what you do. Um, and part of that is because of what I'm saying. Part of that is because what many of us do is really hard to just describe with words. And so many of you have even said to me, I know I'm great at what I do. And once I, I have the chance, like once I'm, once I'm with the people, I rock right? It's just the talking about what I do when I'm getting the people, you know, or trying to attract the people or whatever. And I think that this is this, this really interesting thing that happens when you are a creative, when you're 
you know, an artist, when the work that you do is like in wellness or energy work or yoga or basically transformation, I understand it's not easy to to describe the experience, nor should you. And that's what we're going to talk about today, okay, which is when you talk about what you do, what should you be talking about? How should you be talking about it? And how can you get good at talking about it? Okay. So the number one thing that I want to tell you is you have to talk a lot. And when I was getting ready to record the episode, whenever I um, am prepping an episode, I always just, usually I just choose like one word, you know, or or two words, like some really simple phrase to kind of, you know, describe because it's pre-title, right? I usually don't come up with the titles that you see on, you know, on the platforms um, until after I record. But when I'm getting ready to record and I know the subject, I always usually have like one or two words and that's what I like name my document and that's what I name the the, the recording before we kind of do all the all the the production and, and get it ready. And so when I was getting ready for this episode, I was like, I, I wrote talk a lot. <laughs> that 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 was like that's the working title of the episode, right? Talk a lot. Because and this is just a general, this is actually just an interesting general, um, like kind of paradigm for, for me, a general rule of thumb. It, it may not be what everyone says or thinks, but it's definitely what I say and think. And here's what it is. Whenever there's something that you don't feel comfortable doing or don't like doing or think you don't know how to do, you know, but you know that it's something that you that you want to do or need to do or should do or whatever you want to put in there, you have to do it a lot. Whenever you think that there's something that you don't know how to do, you have to do it and you have to do it a lot. And inevitably, by doing it and doing it a lot, you're going to break through that barrier. You're going to break through that belief that you have, which is the, I don't know how belief, right? I don't know how, I don't know how, I don't know how, I don't, I mean, how many times do we think, I don't know how we think, I don't know how about fucking everything. I don't know how to get clients. I don't know how to show on social media. I don't know how to make a social media post that gets more attention. Um, you know, I don't know how to, I don't know how to make money. I don't know how to find clients. I don't know. I mean, the amount of things that we say that we don't know how to do is staggering, but the way that, that we can learn how to do things that we think we don't know how to do is by doing that. Meaning that we just have to fucking start and we have to try. And obviously we can have mentors and teachers and coaches that can, that have come before us and they can maybe give us some helpful hints and tips and maybe, uh, save us some time, right. Or, or, or tell us some things that'll help us to avoid maybe some of the, um, you know, the pitfalls or the, um, maybe the, I was, what, what's the word I'm thinking? Like the diversions that maybe, you know, like happen for them. But at the end of the day, we still have to do the thing that we think we don't know how to do. And usually the process of doing it is what actually helps us to feel like we know how to do it. So when you're passionate and, and prosperous, I, I named the show Passionate and Prosperous. And it's been a while since I defined that for you. And I think it's important to do that because of what I'm about to teach you. So passionate, I didn't make up the name, you know, out of nowhere. I wasn't like, ooh, two P words. Those sound good. You know, I, the name is because these words have meaning to me, at least. So passionate is defined as showing or caused by strong feelings or a strong belief. So I just want you to take that in for a moment. Passionate. Something that's passionate. Someone who's passionate, right? Shows 
shows or or caught or their behavior or the way they are is caused by strong feelings or a strong belief, right? About something. And then prosperous means having or showing success or financial good fortune. And one of the reasons why I chose um, the word prosperous, you know, it's really funny because sometimes when I'm talking to like my coach or I'm talking to other people, sometimes they inadvertently slip the word profit, profit, you know, how to profit from your passion or profitable or whatever. And I let it go because I'm like, I get, I know what they're talking about, but it's not the word, you know, words are really, really important. And there's a reason why the show is not called passionate and profitable. It's called passionate and prosperous because I don't think that prosperous only has to do with how much money you have, whereas profitable sounds very money-oriented. But the word prosperous actually, to me, implies like a different kind of abundance. Yes, of course, there's like, there's an implication there that it's like financially related as part of it. But, but I also think that like a wealth and success can be defined by things more than money, right? Like like success and wealth and prosperity. It's it's like it's to me it's more holistic than than, you know, profit, profitability. So the show was created because of all of the people that I believe I'm around that want to work with me, that I attract as well as myself. And that we are all people who are so passionate about what we do and we really want to be prosperous by getting to do it, getting to use it. So the idea of being passionate and prosperous is that you get to have success, wealth, and financial good fortune by using your strong feelings and your strong beliefs to do it. So I just want to let that sink in because I think that sometimes you forget. I don't forget anymore, just so you know. But I think that sometimes you forget that while you're getting really, really hung up on your niche. Look, I know you have to have a niche. (laughs) Um, You thought I might even have one episode where I didn't use the word, but alas, not possible. Um, But while you're focusing on all of the, um, all of the important stuff, right? Like it's, you need marketing and messaging as you just heard from the pillars, um, of the Academy, you need marketing, you need messaging. Um, you need to know your niche, you know, you need to, you do need to know how to put this all together in the right kind of package. Right. Um, for sure. I'm not trying to take anything away from that. But I think that that in in getting wrapped up in all of the business shit, right? Because I think that what happens is you make this decision to finally do this thing, do this thing that you want to do, that you're going to like use your gifts and your skills. Maybe you got a new certification. Maybe you decided you're about to start a new business. Maybe you, you already have the business, but you are realizing that you want to use your thought leadership and your like and your expertise and your and your talent to to go to the next level whatever it is when you get really hung up on like how to make money which again not putting it down very important how to make money you know how to do all of these these things that are all of the moving parts all of the pieces of having a business it's really easy to forget that the whole reason why you're doing this is because you have a, an unbelievable passion for the work that you do and all you want like literally desperately and this in this in this way I'm saying desperate in a good way right we know that sometimes desperate can be like have the connotation of scarcity we're not going to use it in that way right now right so there's different ways that that desperate can be used in a positive way when you're really passionate about the work you do, you feel desperate to do it. 
And it's not a desperation that has to do with money. It's a desperation that has to do with, if I don't get to do this, I will die because this is literally my purpose. So the desperation is like, I got to figure this out. And it's really not a desperation for money. It's a desperation for fulfilling your freaking purpose. That's what your passion is tied to. When you're really passionate about the work that you do, there's a desperation to do it, to get to do it. And when you are connected to that passion and that desperation to do the work that you do, talking about the work that you do takes on a whole other meaning. It no longer is you like a deer in the headlights, not knowing how to talk about what you do, freezing when someone asks you what you do, avoiding having anyone ask you what you do, right? All the things that are the opposite of you being able to have a business. Because as you know, unless this is your first episode ever, which if it is, welcome. I'm so happy to have you here. But most of you, it's not your first episode. And so it's not news to you that you know that I say that talking to people and having conversations is what creates clients. It's what creates your business. You can't have a business without talking. So when you have this this problem, right? It's a major problem if you don't like talking about what you do. You don't know how to talk about what you do. If this is your identifiable problem, we have a problem, right? Because that is totally getting in the way of you doing the most important activity in your business that will create clients and that will create a business for you. So this hang up about not knowing how to talk about your business or not knowing what you do is happening because you are thinking that what you're supposed to be able to say, you're thinking that it needs to be one thing and I'm telling you that it's the wrong thing. And I mean, you know, I don't like to really call things wrong or say that you make mistakes. Like, I don't really believe in that. There's no failure. You're not wrong. It's just that you are you don't realize something. <laughs> we'll call it that. And now you're going to realize it. So when you get really hung up, on creating messaging or, you know, trying to figure out your niche, like, you know, from your outgoing brain or trying to write a, what we call a hot hook or some sort of a, a statement that you're going to say when someone asks you what you do, you are putting distance between yourself and your, and your passion and the thing that you're desperate to do. So the number one thing that you need to do in order to survive being out in the world and being asked the question, what do you do? (laughs) Or telling someone what you do is you have to see yourself as a passionate expert, as an advocate. You have to see yourself as a change maker. You have to see yourself as a messenger, as an authority. And you have to believe in your conviction a thousand percent because that's what you should be talking about with people, not trying to describe your services to strangers. You should never really be describing your services or talking about them in a super specific way, like literally how you work with your clients until you're in a conversation with someone who wants to work with you. When you're at a party or standing in a group of people or meet someone on the street or bump into an old friend from college or high school or talking to a mom at drop-off, like whatever the scenario is, and a conversation comes up where somehow it's going to be about you and what you do, The last thing that you should ever find yourself doing is trying to describe to someone what actually happens in a session with you or describing your offer or how you work with people, like literally like, oh, I work with them once a week for X amount. No, 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 no. 
the absolute best thing that you can do is actually be someone who's so passionate about the work that you do that you talk about it from that angle, right? From that direction. So very early on in the show, like I think it might be episode two or three, actually, I made an episode called Why Your Why Matters. And in that episode, it was not really about this. It wasn't about talking about what you do. It was more about what was going to keep you going, right? Why your why matters is what's going to keep you going. It's why you're going to keep on keeping on. It's what's going to help you be an entrepreneur. It's what's going to create your resilience. It's what's going to make it possible for you to survive the ups and the downs, right? Your why, your why. And your why has, I call it two different sort of tracks, Okay, you've got the inner why and the outer why. And the inner why is like really your why, right? Like, why is it important for you to have a business that's successful? Is it because you want to be independent? Is it because you want to provide more for your family? Is it because, you know, because you need to do work that fulfills you? Uh, Is it because you need needed to make a big change? Like, you know, all, whatever that is, it's like, it's your why, because you want to replace your, 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 your income it because you want to get out of like working and doing shit that you don't want to do. Like that's your why, right? And then there's your why for like the work that you do right? The why. The why do you want to be the kind of service provider you are? Why do you want to be a coach, a health coach or a life coach? Why do you want to help other people? Why do you want to be a designer? Why do you want to make, create things? Why do you want to make art? Why do you, right? Like, why do you think that's important in the world or for other people, right? So we have these two whys. We have the why that's about ourselves and then We have the why that's about the importance of getting to do the work that we do because it's going to impact other people, right? There's there's no one that does the work that we do that where the work is not based in essentially how we're going to impact other people. Everything, whether you're an artist, a creative, a coach, an energy worker, a healer, uh, you know, whatever it is, It's that the work that you do, the why is because you want and need to impact other people because you believe passionately that there's a reason for you to do that. You believe that there's a need. You believe that it's your calling to do it. So having that why in place and knowing what that is is really important because it's the it's the underpinnings of your mission and of your message and it's what gives you the what to talk about because you're going to lose people if what you try to talk about are the weird things that they don't want to hear about like how coaching works right i was thinking about some of you that i've connected with in the last few months, right? Like um, I did my my course, I did a course called Prosper over the summer uh, that was preceded by a five-day uh, course called Turn Your Fear Into Fuel. Then we did Prosper. Then we started the fall off with Rock Your Fourth Quarter. And then we did Create Content Bootcamp. And so one of the reasons why I do all of the 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 things I do, the courses and the the, the things that are not just for one on one, right? Because I've got my one on one clients, and we love that little community. My one on one clients are all also in a mastermind together. But then, you know, not everyone works with me one on one. Not everybody wants a one on one coach. So I create all of these other experiences so that I can create opportunities for people to have to work with me in all of these different you know, ways, right? And one of the benefits of that is that I get to connect with so many people in this community and I get to know them. So when I was thinking about like, 
you know, examples, I was thinking, well, of course, you know, I can give coaching examples out the wazoo. Um, but I was thinking about one of the women that is in our community and she's a, a voice teacher um, and she's been coming to everything. And, um, and I'm really excited for her to be, you know, taking this big leap and, um, and really seeing how she can talk about like her unique and individual way that she works with her students, works with the voice, right? Um, and I was thinking about like, if she was in a conversation and if you're listening, you know who you are. If she was in a conversation and someone was like, oh, um, a, a voice teacher, um, I don't, wow, like, what do you, you know, what do you do? Well, she would not say, well, it, you know, um, in a lesson, I, you know, we begin with a warm up and then we do, um, you know, this exercise where we go, la, 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 la. Like she would not stand there and do that, right? Nor would she give them a lesson about how the vocal cords work, right? Instead, she would need to say to this, whether they were a stranger or an acquaintance or whatever, she's going to say something more along the lines of everyone has a voice. Everyone can use their voice and express themselves and make music. And I help people to tap in to and access their breath and the voice that they know that they're here to use in the world, whatever that looks like. I mean, again, I'm not saying that's exactly what she has to say, but the idea is that she's going to say something more about her passion for why she even gives a shit about the voice for other people and not just her own. She's going to be much more um, interesting and compelling if she says something that is passionate and mission-driven about helping people use their voices rather than trying to describe what a voice teacher is, right? Or describe what happens in a voice lesson, right? And so we could go through every profession this way. And I know that those of you who are coaches, you get really, really caught up in some idea that it's your job to convince someone, first of all, that coaching is legit or a real thing or how, you know, whatever. And then you also like go into this very weird thing where you think that like what the person is asking is for you to describe like the, like literally the science of coaching or how coaching works or what happens in a session. And that's not what people want to talk about. Even if they pose the question as, what do you do? That doesn't mean that they are literally expecting for you to give them some sort of like a cookie cutter, weird scientific explanation of what you do. So I want you to imagine, right? It's, you know, I wrote some examples down when I was preparing, you know, it's the same thing where, you know, it's like if, if you, if, if, if someone asks a yoga teacher, oh, right. What's the number one thing that yoga teachers hear when someone says, oh, what do you do? And then you go, oh, I'm a yoga teacher. And they go, oh, I, I tried yoga. I'm not flexible enough. Or, or they say some stupid shit like that. Right. And, um, and if you're a yoga teacher, you know, that like, that's the last thing on earth that like which should stop someone from taking yoga. The whole point of doing yoga is that by doing it, you, you'll probably become more flexible. But the other thing is that yoga, a prerequisite or requirement of yoga is not flexibility. And there's so many different types of yoga. I mean, there's yoga where you lay down and do relaxation. You don't need to be flexible for that. Um, so don't get me started. But when someone says that to you, your response wouldn't be like describing what happens in a yoga class, right? It would probably be something more passionate like what I just said, which is, oh my God, well, you know, yoga is not about flexibility. You definitely don't have to be flexible to go to yoga. Um, yoga is a really incredible science and philosophy that helps you as an individual to really align your body and your, and your energy body and your mind so that you can show up in the world with more clarity and feeling more like in tune with yourself. 
And we use the poses as one aspect of that, but there's so much more to what makes yoga, uh, a, you know, a, a practice for everyone. This is like one example of how I might just come from a passionate place, right? If I, if my passion and mission is to get as many people in the world to do yoga as possible, right? If that was my mission or to make as many people feel that yoga is possible for them as I could, right? To get as many people doing this, this incredibly important, like, like holistic practice that covers every aspect of being human. If I thought, you know, and, and you know what it is, it does feel like it's one of my purposes, you know, I've been fulfilling that purpose and now I'm doing it in a slightly different way. But if that was why I became a yoga teacher, because I feel that deeply about yoga, don't you think that it would be so much more impactful for me to come from that place of passion than to try to get all hung up on 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 schooling someone on what yoga is or giving them a definition or convincing them that they should try it or anything like that. So when it comes to talking about what you do, the invitation that I'm making you today in this episode is that you start to think more about how to talk from the place of your passion than how to describe, right, or convince or give your niche and hot hook all in one, you know, like as if you're not going to get to say anything else. But what if you simply spoke about what you do from the place of your passion? So maybe some of the work that you want to focus on now, and this is the work that we're actually going to be doing in at Passion and Prosperous Live, just so you know, because I cannot help you with anything, content, strategy, programs, offers, how to like attract people, what to rate on social media, like I I can I can't help you with any of that even though that's what we do okay in in all the work that we do and in my programs I can't help you with any of that until you are you've reopened yourself and what I mean by reopen is and this is what we're about to talk about that you reconnect with why you decided to do what you're doing in the first place I literally just had a discovery call with someone today who has, again, been coming to all of the stuff I've been doing. So we've been forming a relationship and we had a discovery call today. And one of the things that I started to pick up on from, and this was, we had not had a lot of one-on-one conversation. This is just because I pay a lot of attention to the people that come to the stuff that I offer. That's why I offer it so that I can actually try to help you. I think I help you a lot in the podcast, but of course, if I can know something more specific about you, I can help you even more, right? Um, so I had picked up on the fact that she was trying to like create a niche, that she was trying to like think of her niche. Whenever I think of people doing this, I, I picture them, you know, like you can't see me, but like I picture them, you know, furring their brow, clenching their fists, scrunching up their face and doing that thing. Like if you saw in a cartoon, like when someone's acting like they're thinking, you know, they're, they're thinking, you know, scrunching everything up and thinking really hard. And I, and I imagine people doing that to come up with their niche. And I can't even tell you that like, that is the opposite of figuring out your niche. It's not that you scrunch up and try to conjure something out of thin air. It's the opposite. It's that you go into your absolute most expanded authentic self by connecting to the reason that you decided to do what it is that you're working on as your passion and prosperous business. And it doesn't have to be something that you, that you, that you, you know, that you were doing yesterday. The moment that you decide that you're going to try and and do business as the new you, whatever, the coach that you just got certified in, being the yoga teacher that you just got certified in, deciding, you know what, fuck it, I'm, I'm the one who everyone comes to for X, Y, and Z, I'm going to make money at it. 
And fucking you should, man. You have no idea how many things I could have made a business out of. And if I, if I, and if I didn't just choose the things I was most passionate about, there would still be other things. There was a time that everyone told me that I should, that I should just start being like a concierge. There was a time that people were like, you should just start your own like, like restaurant and New York like business telling people where to go and what to do. Right. And I was like, that does sound like something I'm really good at. And I actually just do it for fun. But could I have turned it into a business? Yeah. Do I have a client who I basically have helped her turn that into a business? Yep. Okay. Because that's how you should be doing business. You should be doing business by thinking of all the shit that you're so good at that people have been coming to you for that people, even if you're not trained in it, whatever, you get to look at all of that and all of what has brought you to this moment that you're now saying that you're declaring that you get paid for a certain service and you're allowed to decide whatever the fuck that is. But the thing is, is that it's got to be something that's that's born out of that desperate passion. Because if it is, you're going to have no problem talking about it. You're going to have no problem get in. I call it enrolling people in your mission. You're going to have no problem if that's where you're coming from. So if you're trying to manufacture, you know, a niche and like all kinds of stuff without going back to that thing that made you decide you're going to do what you're doing, and maybe you forgot because maybe it was a few years ago and maybe over the few years you've been scrunching so much that you've been convoluting and trying to come up with like what you think is marketable or what, or, or you're trying to, you've been using maybe some other coaches like, you know, methods or whatever. And it's all gotten distorted and it's no longer connected to the thing that made you decide you were going to do it. So I'm just going to tell you, I'm going to tell you like, this is so true. Okay. Now I am someone who really believes in evolution. And what I mean by that, I don't mean like Darwin. I mean, I believe that when you're really in it, when you're in your life, when you're doing your thing, if you're paying attention and you're staying present and you're listening to your inner self, as well as signs from the universe, you cannot help but evolve. And what that means is you're not going to be the same thing or do the same thing or stay the same for your entire life. And the idea that changing jobs or making new businesses or doing different things or deciding that now you want to up level and do something different, the idea that any of that is based in that you failed at what you were doing before or that you're giving up on something or that like, you know, now that's a sign that like you can never make it at anything or never follow through. Fuck that. That's bullshit. You're designed to evolve. You're designed to get to a point where you now realize that like everything that you've been doing up till now, now you have new information and now maybe it's time for you to take that and then up level it and do something else with it. And that's how I operate. But so many people don't operate that way because of all kinds of limiting beliefs and all kinds of fears and all kinds of things that keep people from doing that, which is why I became a coach. So, yeah, am I a business strategy expert? Yes, I am. Am I a messaging expert? I sure am. Am I somebody who can help you to like create content and take your gifts and your skills and your expertise and and put it together? Yes, I am. But what the but what the impetus was, what the catalyst was for me becoming a coach, I'm going to tell you. It was two things. It was that from the health side, because I first became a health and life coach. That's my certifications, right? From the health side, it was that I was teaching yoga for 20 years, talking to people every single day, all the time, one-on-one people, students coming up to me and telling me all kinds of shit about their personal lives, about their bodies, about their injuries, about their illnesses, about like their pregnancies, about like everything, literally everything about not sleeping well, about the everything. And one of the things that, that 
inspired me to become a coach was the experience of how people could identify their problems, their issues, and what they didn't like or what was bothering them or what was hurting them, literally, physically. And they didn't take action to figure out what to do. They just walked around suffering or they didn't want to be bothered or it was too much to like change their habits or their routines, even if it was going to completely like change their experience and probably their life. And I also started seeing it from people just about life stuff. And I started seeing or and hearing from so many people about their unhappiness, their unhappiness in their relationships, their unhappiness at their jobs, their unhappiness with like what they, with not using, you know, their, with not getting to do what fulfills them, with not making it as what they thought they were going to be. They thought they were, a lot of my people thought they were going to be actors, right? I went to NYU. I was in theater my whole life. A lot of my friends thought they were going to have these big careers in acting. And then you get to a certain point. And when that's not happening, what the fuck do you do? And I had all of these people around me who felt like since they couldn't or they weren't making it, they weren't making money, it wasn't happening. And now it was doom and gloom time. And I was like, what the fuck? You have talent. You love what you do. You just might have to do it in a different way rather than relying on other people to decide if you're worthy of getting an audition for something. You have to make your own shit or you have to find a different way to use your talent. And you can. And I've done it multiple times. I was on Broadway. I thought I was going to just be a professional actor my whole life. And then I discovered other shit that I could do that I felt passionate about and combine it all. And I believe that that's what we're meant to do. I believe that that's what you're meant to do. But all of that comes from you being willing to use your passion as the, as the root for how you decide what you're doing and why. So your niche comes from that. My niche came from me seeing all these people who were not taking action to figure their shit out and did not see themselves as having the capability of evolving and take, and moving, taking all that they had accomplished and done and figuring out how to move forward with it, how to carry it forward. And that's literally what I do as a coach. That's what my business is. It's what I do. Hasn't changed. I'm just not a health coach anymore, meaning I don't, you, you know, I'm not right now taking people who want to, me to help them with their inflammation, you know, and get better habits. I've evolved. But, but my ultimate mission is no different. It's still the same. And I am telling you that so is yours. So if you're getting hung up on like why and what to say and what to talk about and messaging and all that, yes, we have to craft that. Yes, you do need that for marketing and for promoting and for getting more clear and you do need a niche and whatever. But when you're talking about what you do, you don't need anything other than to know your mission and your passionate why and why you started doing this in the first place. You need to know what pains you. Meaning like for me, it pains me to see other people not believing that they can still do something that lights them up and use their talents and their gifts and their whole fucking life experience that led them to where they are to do something and make money. Another part of my motivation, like when I felt this passion and this fire was how many people around me were staying in shitty relationships because it was too expensive not to. And that goes with not only romantic relationships, but business relationships. I fucking left two super toxic situations, work situations. One when I managed a yoga studio and one when I owned one. Okay. I could have stayed I could have been like, um, the money is good. It'll be way too chaotic and disruptive and scary for me to change now when I'm 50, when I'm 40, when I'm this. I could have had all those stories. So those are stories. 
And so I am the coach that's here to help people get over those stories so that they can fucking get on with it and do what they want to do with their lives. That is what pains me. It pains me to know that people stay in situations that make them unhappy. It pains me to know that people think that they can't do things on their own, that they're dependent. This all pains me. So you need to know what pains you. You need to know what gets you passionately mad. Because if you get yourself in a situation where someone says, what do you do? And you're going to get that freeze moment of, uh, hi, I help people do this. And you try to go to a hot hook or you try to say, oh, well, you know, what I do is I help people to identify what is, you know, what is keeping them from having the outcomes that they want. And then, no. But if someone asks you what you do and you say, I help people who don't believe that they can actually make a change so that they can get out of like what's making them miserable and actually start doing something that makes them happy. I help them do that. Right now, do I do that for a specific subset? Like, do I do that for everyone in the world? No. Do I have a niche? Yeah. But in that moment, do I have to like make sure that that person knows my niche? I don't. Do I have to make sure that person knows that I work with people in in either six month packages or in my group program or, you know, how many sessions a month they have or what happens in the session? I do not. So when you want to talk, you need to first and foremost connect back to like what made you decide to do this on a personal level and on what you were seeing around you. Because if you're trying to make up a niche in a vacuum anyway, right, uh, uh, and you think that your niche is going to be people that you've never encountered in real life and that didn't and that weren't the inspiration for why you do what you do, you're going to have a really hard time. We need to know from our personal experience that there are people out there who need what we have. And the way that we know that is that we've met them before. Even though those people may not be our clients, they may never end up being our clients. They're the people that inspired you and let you know that there's a need for what you do. So your passion is what you talk about. If you were going to be a guest on someone's podcast, they're not interested in you talking about a coaching session or what happens when you meet a design client and the process that you go through. No, they are there to hear why you're so passionate about the work that you do, right? And why it's important to you to do that work because of the way that you help other people. And like, I'll give you another example of what makes me passionately mad or used to. It used to drive me absolutely bonkers, bananas, that people who like would be, would decide randomly to be gluten-free because it was trendy. This was trendy a few years ago, like 10 years ago, right? To be gluten-free for no reason. Not people with celiac, not people who had any, you know, um, autoimmune or any issues where like, where it was recommended to be on an anti-inflammatory diet, right? Just people, but it was trendy to be gluten-free. And so they were going out. This is like, my best friend actually, um, and buying this product called Glutino. Okay. Now Glutino is just this processed brand for celiacs. It was literally created for people that really have like a sensitivity and an allergy to gluten that get sick from gluten. And what is Glutino? It's just, it's just fake shit. It's crackers and things, cookies, whatever made with what? Potato and tapioca starch. Now, Why a person who has no allergy to wheat would think that they should forego wheat just to fill up on potato and tapioca starch is beyond me. But it's because no one knows. It's because there's no education. It's because people just follow shit and trends. Do you know that this is one of the things, this is one of the many things that made me become a health coach? I can list you so many things like that. So I want you to go make a list right now of all of those things for you. I want you to go make a list of all of the things that drive you fucking crazy that made you decide that now you have to go out and save the world. Literally, you have to help people. This is different than your niche. You need a niche eventually. But before your niche, and that's why when you hear the pillars of the academy, it goes mindset, obviously, why is that first? And then mission and then message 
And then manifest. Manifest is your yellow brick road and your offers. But mission is what we're talking about right now. And then in message, that's your niche. (laughs) Okay. So you've got to go out and you've got not out. You don't have to go out and do this outside. I don't know why I said that. You could do it right where you are. You need to get out your notebook and you need to write down the things that get you passionately mad. You need to write down all of the things that led to you becoming what, like who you are and what you do. All of those things are what have made you an expert in your field, not just your certification. And I want you to remind yourself of how your life experience has led you to being where you are, not just your personal journey, but all of the people that you met along the way that that helped you to know why there was a need for what you do. You've got to connect to that. And that's what you can talk about. And I know I said in the beginning of this, like that it was going to be called talk a lot. And this is the way I'm going to wrap up. In order to get good at this, at talking the way I'm telling you, and it's what lets me be, it's what, it's why I can make the podcast. People ask me all the time if like, I just, if I just improvise. Well, no, I have, I prep, I have bullet points. I know what I want to say, but then otherwise I don't need a script because I am talking from my passionate experience, period. I'm not trying to put it in a fancy way. I'm not trying to convince you of anything. I'm just talking. And one of the reasons why I can do that is because I've talked a lot. I've taught, I don't even know how many yoga classes. I want to say it's millions. I don't know if that's possible, but I have been teaching yoga for 20 years and I used to teach a lot. So maybe it could be millions. I don't know. But do you know how much talking that is? Do you know how much talking I've done? I have talked for 60 minutes, for 90 minutes, for two hours, for five hours, for seven hours, for eight hours. I have talked in marathon talkathons, okay? And by talking so much, my message has become clearer over the years. My passion is is defined. What I'm an expert in is very, very clear. And it's a handful of things that I can talk so expertly about. And it's because I've been doing it and I've been talking and I talk to other people and I share my fucking thoughts and I tell people what I think. And I can talk about other things this way than just coaching, okay? And mindset and whatever. I could talk about TV shows that I'm passionate about, okay? Don't get me started. You have to be allowing yourself to be so lit up and passionate about the shit that you're lit up by that you want to talk about it all the time. And then you have to go out and talk, 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 talk to anyone who will listen, talk about your mission, talk about your passion, talk about what makes you mad. I don't mean makes you mad, like in a yucky way, but I mean like that passionate mad, right? That I'm talking about like, oh my God, I have to go save everybody from eating shitty potato starch products for no reason. I'm really passionate about that. I mean, I'm, I'm not now. I mean, if, if I saw someone doing it, I'd say something, <laughs> right? But I'm really passionate for you guys now. I'm really passionate about like helping you to do things that are actually going to move the needle for you and, fo- and, and help you rather than seeing you do things that feel like it's spinning your wheels or that are like, or that are stifling you. You will only find your passionate, authentic voice by talking. That's even how you'll know what to write. You know, a big thing that came out of Create Content Bootcamp um, that we did two weeks ago was how everyone was like a little floored, and I get it, about how much writing and copywriting there really is to do if you really want to have a business, um, unless you want to hire someone else to do it. And, And everyone's really stuck on like what to write. So again, this is like what we're going to do at Passion and Prosperous Live. If you don't have a ticket, you got to get your ticket because you will know what to write if you do what I'm saying. If you start talking and you let it out and you get passionate and you get into your mission and freaking talk about it, talk, talk about it, say it that way, meaning don't worry about describing what you do. Talk about your mission. What do you do? Oh, well, I help. And you don't, you can say who you help. Like I can say, 
I help creatives and coaches and service-based entrepreneurs. I can say that, or I could say, I help people. I could start with that. I help people who think that they don't know what to say. (laughs) I help them know what to say so that they can actually get their important message and voice out into the world and make an impact so that the people that are meant to work with them can find them so that everyone wins because the people who I work with want to make money by providing transformation and the people that they work with need their help in order to live their best lives. So I'm a fucking matchmaker and I'm really happy about it. And that feels like a mission to me. So I would start with your mission and your passion. I'd go back to the drawing board if you've gotten, if you've strayed, if you've strayed from that and gotten confused with what you're supposed to say and talk about, you got to start here. And then we layer in the other things that have to do with your niche and your ideal clients, of course, but it's got to start here. Otherwise, there's no foundation to build that on. So go and make a list, grab your notebook, talk about your passionate mission, talk about what led you to where you are now, talk about the shit that you've seen, that you've heard that drives you crazy, talk about what pains you, talk about what makes you really sad for other people. Talk about yourself in your notebook. It's going to help you. And then your mission is that you gotta, you cannot shy away from those conversations. Even if you have to talk with your partner or your best friend or your roommate or like your best friend, whatever, you need to get into conversations where what you're doing is you're unleashing your voice because that is the way that you're going to refine and get to the heart of like what you really want to say. You got to use your voice. You've got to talk a lot. So, you know, one of the reasons why I have all my clients in a mastermind and stuff is because I believe that you need environments to talk in. It's one of the things that I do with my clients. It's one of the number one activities that we do is I get my clients talking about this stuff because it's like it clears the roadblocks and it gets them connected to the passion. And then figuring all the other stuff out becomes easier because it, it's logical. So if you're not working with me and doing it, then start doing it with someone else. Meaning even just like a a, a friend or a partner. Talk, talk a lot, but don't try to practice anything. Talk from your heart and talk about why you do what you do. Start there and then we can develop everything else. So that's what I have for you today. I am sending you so much love as always. I am really hoping that that by now you've signed up. Maybe you have, you know, for Passion and Prosperous Life. Okay, it's on November 11th and 12th. And, um, and look, this is the shit that we do. And this stuff takes time, you guys. This is not overnight stuff. This takes time. Everything takes time and time is long. Okay, I'm gonna go. I love you. I'll be in your headphones next week for sure for the first episode of the second year of Passionate and Prosperous, the podcast's life. so much for listening to Passionate and Prosperous with me, Stacey Brass Russell. If you like what you're listening to, please make sure you're following or subscribing. And if you're on Apple, that's the little plus sign on the top right so that you get notified when new episodes drop every Wednesday. As always, I'm sending you love and high vibes. And remember, life is hard and there's always something you can do about it. <laughs>